Praise the Lord and God bless each and every one of you. Welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. My name is Pastor Jonathan. You know, this week we talk about, are you ready? And the Lord has given me a message that you are about to hear. And I believe that the Lord wants to speak into your life, wants to speak something to you and to the body of Christ, asking a very simple question that we're all comfortable with and familiar with. And that is, are you ready? You know, the book of Revelation is a book that many don't want to speak about. Many don't preach about. It is a book that uh, talks about the coming of the Son of God, and that is Jesus Christ. It talks about our Lord and Savior coming back to pick up his church. But the Lord also speaks to, uh, in the word of God, about some angels, that he sent angels to certain churches. And those churches not only were churches in in those times there, but they were also They were meant for us as the body of Christ and the churches that we have today. And I believe that a spirit of lukewarm has come upon the church and the body of Christ. And it's come upon trying to cripple us. But I know that there is a a church that is going to rise up in the last days to bring forth a revival, to bring forth something that God is going to do tremendously in the lives of those that are willing and able and are ready for Christ's return. But between us it is time that we take that place in the name of jesus and we become ready for god to be ready because behold god is coming back and he's coming back for his church and we want to be the light and beacon that the world can see that god lives in us to come to god so that they go to christ and so that we are ready and we are caught doing the great work of the lord upon his return i pray that this week's message will bless you and I pray that you share it, you give to somebody, talk to somebody about it. It's no, it's not just good if you keep it with you. There's no really a purpose for you just to hold it in. Share it with somebody. Go give the word of God to somebody. Let them hear it. Let it be an example and talk about the great things that God is going to do in you. And let them know that God is coming. But are they ready? God bless you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. In the precious name of Jesus, I bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee Podcast. The book of Revelation chapter 1, and we are going to be reading verses 7 through 8. Lord, that he who has gone to prepare a place will return, and he has prepared a place for us in heaven. And all he says is, you just got to make it to heaven. Hallelujah. You got to get to the place so that I can give you the mansion that I've been preparing for you. The mansion that I've been building for you. Hallelujah. Let's get started in the word. Verse 7 says, Behold, which means stop traffic, stop everything, and listen to what is being declared. Hallelujah. He says, Behold. Hallelujah. He is coming with clouds. Hallelujah. It says he is coming, not leaving, not departing from you, but he is coming with clouds. Hallelujah. And every eye shall see him or will see him. Even they who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen, he says. And then the Lord says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and is to come. Hallelujah. The Almighty. Hallelujah. Can you just put your hands together just for a moment? Hallelujah. Get, get your hands together and, and behold, the Lord is coming soon. Now, the title of my message today 
is a simple one, and you might have heard, you may have heard it many times, but it's simple. Are you ready? Are you ready? That's the title of my message. You may have your seats giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. He says, behold, he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him. Hallelujah. Look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, he is coming. Now ask them, are you ready? We're seeing an increase in persecution of the Christian body of Christ. Amen. Um, what I mean by that is that you're seeing it all more too, too more, uh, more too often where the church has become now the one that is being persecuted, who has become the victim in some aspect. Hallelujah. We've seen an attack on the body of Christ from the enemy that has tried to pervert the message of Jesus Christ. Amen. I, you know, I find this interesting, and Brother Hobdy knows this, and Pastor Starr knows this, because they volunteer for um, Southwest Coalition, correct? For life. Southwest Coalition for Life, which is an anti, uh, it supports the rights of the baby, and they're an anti-abortion place, you know, amen? And they pray for people, and they, 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 they're out there when no one else is at times, hallelujah, speaking on behalf of somebody, so we honor you for that, hallelujah. You know, and I, and I find it interesting that today I was sitting down, and I'm like, you know, Lord, we have protected animals. <laughs> we have a bald eagle that you can't kill. Because if you kill it, it's against the law. But yet we have laws that say it's okay to take out an infant, a baby that's yet been to be born. Oh, Pastor, you touched up some politics. It's not politics, it's morals. And our country has fallen to the morals, those poor morals, hallelujah. They've fallen to the morals of, the poor morals of not, not appreciating God's creation, not appreciating God's life. Now, I'm not going to go into the anti-abortion thing or anything like that, but I want you to know that this is the times that we are living in. And, and if you haven't noticed yet, it's happening even here locally. Protected animals, but the unborn have no protection from the law. And then here's another one. God forbid we use the name of Jesus at our jobs because somebody gets offended. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I also find this interesting. I was like, um, can you give me some more volume here? Team huddles, they're like team gatherings. And I work in a virtual environment, okay? So the virtual environment is uh, something that there's no physical face-to-face -face besides on camera. But they can play their secular music, Brother Hobby. They can play music all over. I mean, from ACDC to Guns N' Roses to country to hip-hop to Usher and everything. But I can't play anything of Jesus because it offends somebody. I hope you're understanding the world we live in. Hallelujah. Because it's no longer okay to pray in the mind of the world to a God who, because he's a judgmental God. Because he's not, he doesn't love us. Because if he did love us, why did this happen? Come on, am I reaching somebody today? You know what I'm talking about. I'm not giving you anything new. I'm explaining the world, the current times we live in. It's happening, it's real. You know, as a judge proceeds in his own courtroom, God has a courtroom. And one day we shall stand account for our deeds. 
Amen? And God will judge righteousness. You know, you've, you've heard the saying, I think Tupac said, it's like, only God can judge me, right? It's a song that he came out with, only God can judge me. You know, man, I mean, I think so many times I'm like, I don't think you want God to judge you. I think you'd rather have us judge you than God, who basically judges between a death and a life. But they don't know, and that's okay. It hasn't been revealed. But around the world, amen? Just, uh, just a few days ago, there was like five hurricanes in the, over there in the, one was two of them in the Atlantic, and then the other ones were over there by Mexico. And I mean, we're talking about life-changing, weather-condition-changing events. Hurricanes are hitting. We just got done with one. We got floods flooding in southeast Texas, hallelujah, which we are praying for them. What are you getting at, Pastor? Why are we going through this whole news broadcast? Because I want you to know it's real. And I want you to know that when God says, behold, he is coming, God is coming, hallelujah. And it's our job to raise a standard and say, we are the church of Christ. We're going to place that beacon so high in the sky that when Jesus is flying over in the clouds, he's like, that's my church right there, hallelujah. That's my church. Those are my children. They love me because they know my word. They know my word because they spend time with me. They know my spirit because they know because they've been with me, hallelujah. This is the world that we live in. Evil is going to get worse. I hear people say, man, why is it getting so bad? It's going to get bad. It's going to get worse. And on the far side of the spectrum, there are those who believe that God's love will approve of every lifestyle they can possibly have. God, they say, God, I know you love me. So I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Because YOLO, right? You only live once. And I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to go live the way I want to live. And then every now and then I'm going to pop into the church and, hey, pastor, how are you? I'm blessed. Is that the world we live in? Hallelujah. It's almost like, you know, I've heard, I've talked to people before. And we, the word of God says that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. That's the this reality. But there are some that like to indulge in it. They like to be happy in it. And I've heard people say like, just kind of downplay it, like leave me alone. And it's almost like they say, just let me, leave me alone to sin in peace. Don't bother me with your, 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 your word of God stuff. Don't bother me with the, the, word, the word stuff. Don't bother me with he is coming. They, you've been saying that since the time I was a baby, that God is coming. And you're saying it still to this day. But what if, my brother and sister, what if that one moment that he actually does come sooner than expected? Hallelujah. Are you ready for that? I had a young lady one time tell me, you know, Pastor, I believe that as long as I'm nice to people, that God is going to be okay with that. I'm nice to them. I give to the needy. I give to charity. I'm, I'm nice. I'm not, a, I'm not a mean person. And I think God appreciates the of the But that was her way of thinking. 
And I thought, how lost is the world? How lost is the philosophy of the world? That they, that they, they have a God that is preached in the word of God, but yet they don't recognize it. Hallelujah. But yet they don't know it. Hallelujah. And then you have the ones that are supposed to hold the word of God, a.k.a. you and I. And at times, we're not the best example. So they're like, well, I go to the hypocrites. Not too good. Or I go to the other gods, which they leave me alone. I'm going to go to the other guys that leave me alone. We, me, you, us, our lives should be lived to honor and please God. Because God is coming back. Okay? And, and if we choose to say, well, if God comes, he comes. If he doesn't, look, I don't think, we don't, we don't need to experience any kind of torment. Because first and foremost, it was never God's desire. Hell was not built for us. Hell was built for, this, for the devil and his, and his demons and angels. Amen? But I want to clarify something, that there is a love that God has for us, that he has for his creation, hallelujah, that says, like a, like a dad and a mom say, son, you messed up, but come here, I still love you. And if you're, you're humble enough to go to God, and you're humble enough to be sensitive to God, God will hear your prayer, he will hear your cry, and he will have mercy on you. Amen? Because there is an also another saying that says, God loves the sinner but hates the sin. And that is 100% true. He loves us so much that he says, I got to make a plan for them to get to me. Because if I don't go die on a cross, hallelujah, if I don't go shed innocent blood, my own blood, then they'll never have a chance to be with me. And if there's one thing I want from them is to be with them, hallelujah. I say, behold, I am coming. Or you should desire a walk with me, God says. So that when I say, behold, I am coming, or he is coming, there's, I can't wait till my daddy comes back. I can't wait till he comes back. But it is the sin that he detests. We're living in this world where it's becoming more, um, how can I say, acceptable to do many things that the Lord never intended us to be like or do. Because we brush it under the rug of grace and say, throw it under there. It's covered. Grace is good. Hey, God, I know you love me. I know you have grace. And I know you died on the cross for me. But I'm going to keep doing my thing and. One day we'll come and I'll see you. It's not the way it works. But there is, a, there is something that God desires. And, he is, and today I felt, you know, this Revelation book, I think this is the first time that I've preached out of the book of Revelation in our church. And I believe that the Lord has given me a message for the church and for those that are listening that are far off. Hallelujah. Because I need you to know and grab this, that you need to be ready for the Lord. Which means we are to be waiting like, you know, when, you, when your wife or somebody you love leaves the home and you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to get busy right now. I'm doing some things. But then I'm like, man, I can't wait till she gets back home. Or I can't wait to see my family that I haven't seen in some long time. I can't wait to be with them. Hallelujah. That's what we should be desiring with God. We should desire to say, I can't wait till he comes back. Not just hallelujah. There is a heaven and there is a hell. Hallelujah. Okay, that's the reality. But we are to be waiting for God. Well, you know, I, can, I want God to find me, and this is the hardest thing, but I would love for God to find me in prayers, Pastor, where I'm there praying, and God, and we come, and he takes us in the rapture. Like, what was the last thing you did on earth? I was praying. <laughs> you know, how cool is that? 
Now, getting the time in prayer can be a more of a challenge than anything, right? But we don't know when God's coming. But we're to be ready, the Word of God says. And for those of us, hallelujah, that have been saved and accepted Him, our level of pleasing God, hallelujah, depends on how willing we are willing to obey His Word. This isn't a game. We're not playing church. Hallelujah. I speak to you out of love because I believe that there is somebody out there that you're going to speak to one day and they're going to need to hear a hope, a message of hope. Not, not go do whatever you want and just be who you are. More about be who God wants you to be. Be who God's designed you to be. Be who God's created you to be. Don't worry about you being you. You will find yourself once you get connected to God. So are you ready? Because to some, he doesn't exist. Because the idea that we evolved from apes, hallelujah, seems more believable and trusting than the word that he left us, hallelujah. Even though we can prove historically and biblically that he exists and he's coming back, we, you know, some people still would rather believe that we evolved from apes. Then why did we stop evolving? But check, I want you to go to this verse. First lady, can you pull this up? 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 through 4. There is a message that God is giving. And he wants you to be ready. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 4. If you think I'm making all this up, I like to say this. Check this out. The word of God says this, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust and saying, since the fathers fell asleep, all continue, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. What that translates to is of oh, brother Joseph, <laughs> you've been saying God's coming forever. He's not come yet, so I'm going to keep doing my thing. Because if he would have come, he would already have came. But the word of speaking about that in the last times, people will be, you know, they will follow after their, go after their own lust. Hallelujah. And lust isn't just a sexual thing or, you know, where they see it. Lust can be many things. Lust for addictions. Lust for a, a desire of a, a relationship that's not a, a godly relationship. Lust can be for materialistic things. Hallelujah. But it's saying that in the end, the lust, that they would walk according to their own lust. This is where we're at in today's world. It's okay to do that. It's okay to be like this it's okay to be like this as long as you love God God loves you back you can be however you want you can be however you need to be according to what Christ has made you to be in Christ not in Jonathan not in sister Rebecca not in brother Andrew in Christ amen go to another one first lady if you would please Revelation chapter 3 Verses 14 through 16. The Lord is speaking to a church and he sends an angel to a church. If you think I'm making this up, I encourage you to read this. 
First lady's on it right away. I love it. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 through 16. It is up there on the projector. The word of God says this. And, the angel, and to the angel of the Lord at the Laodiceans write, These things says the amen. I like how he starts that. The amen, which is end of story, almighty God. The faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. He says, I know your works. That you are neither hot, you're neither cold nor hot. I could have wished that you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will... After today, I'm not going to come back. It's not my words. Did you just read? God cannot stand lukewarmness. He says, I would rather you be on the far left or the far right of, 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 of this world than to be in the middle playing church, pretending that you really have a relationship with me when your heart is so far away from me. Because hot water, okay, let's go over this science class real quick. Lukewarm water is monetarily warm. It's just warm, numb, has no purpose. If anything, it becomes stagnant, Pastor, and it turns and has bacteria after a while, and oh, it gets nasty. It gets crazy, okay? And, 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 it's, and it's also defined as showing little enthusiasm in a different context. Because we know that for most of you who wash whites, right, like white clothes, hot water is a necessity, right? It purifies, it cleans. Cold water preserves colors, it refreshes. Cold water, having cold ice, it makes your drink that much better. But it doesn't say anything about lukewarm. Who wants lukewarm water? Well, I'll tell you one thing that the Lord doesn't want lukewarm people. And I'm telling you this because I want you to grasp something that you're either in it or you're not. Hallelujah. You're either in Christ or you're not. You're either committed to Christ or you're not. There's no in between. You can't serve Satan and come to church and serve Jesus. It doesn't work like that. You can't partake in the world and be a person in the world and be a popular guy or pop. Are you ready? Because God is coming back for a church. He's coming back for a bride that's dressed in white, hallelujah, that says, God, I've been waiting for you up until this moment, hallelujah. Come hell or high water, hallelujah, I will serve the Lord and he alone I will serve. None before you, God. None beside you, God. None will ever be like you, God. So I will wait for my true love. I will wait for the God of my life. That's what I mean by are you ready? Because if you're lukewarm, what did God say to the church? That he would spit it, he would vomit it out. In other translations, it says spit. He would spit you out. I can come to church. Let me give you a reality um, phrase here. I can come to church. I could be doing my own thing. You wouldn't even know. You know why you wouldn't know at this point? Because I'm the pastor. Okay? And I, I can hide it real good. And I can come to church and act like I'm that man or not even act. Just, or, you know, just be a, a perfect person if you want to say it that way. I can be that person. But the reality is I don't fool anybody but myself. Because if there's someone that knows you, it's God. 
He knows who you are. You don't have to convince me. You have to convince him. Because in the end, I'm not Pastor Jonathan that's going to save you. It is he. Where are the people that love me? Where is my church? Where are the people that want to share me with the world so that the world really understands what it means to live in Jesus Christ? Where are the examples that I have preached about in the word of God that will live according to the word of God, that will stand as a tree planted in righteousness? Amen? And I'm not getting mad at anybody or yelling at I just get loud. I'm sorry. Don't take it the wrong way. I love every one of you. Second Timothy, amen, brother. Second Timothy chapter 4. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. I'm giving you some scriptures, and I'm giving you these scriptures. I want you to learn and seek God for yourself. I can imagine what some of you are going to walk away. Man, Pastor, man, he pastor threw the whole brick at us. <laughs> Let me tell you something, that when it comes to the things of God, I have an obligation. I have a duty, and I love what I have to do. I have to bring forth the word unfiltered because I am responsible for what is preached and what is before me. And I don't take that lightly. Do we have it, First Lady? I'll tell you, she's on it. Okay, perfect. The book, the word of God says, I charge you therefore, meaning I'm giving you a command, a declaration. Therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead. Only God can judge you, right? Well, it, it will happen. Who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, though, he tells the disciples. Preach the word. Hallelujah. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. He says, convince, Pastor Star. He says, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching meaning it's okay that you might have to tell somebody you know brother that's probably not the right thing for you why 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 is it like that because i don't think that god has that for you there is something better for you convince exhort encourage it says rebuke with all long suffering and teaching and then it says Pay attention to verse 3. You got you to gotta catch this. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Because they have itching ears, they will heap for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to fables. But he says, but be you watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. What are afflictions? Means that when the word beats us down, we got to endure that. And the word doesn't beat you down to destroy you. Think about what we just read. Hallelujah. To be ready in and out of season. To be ready. Did you hear the word? The main key word? Ready. Ready. Not caught off guard. Because the word of God says in the book of Revelation that his coming will be like, like a thief in the night. It will happen so fast you won't recognize it if you're not ready. And for those of you who have accepted Christ, congratulations because you're already there. You just have to remain in Christ. Live in his word. Live according to his word. 
Being ready means that we should be studying his word. We should know it. We should breathe it. We should think it. We should be able to, you know, somebody should come to us and say, hey, what do you feel about this or that? And we say, I got a scripture for you. I'm a little down. What what, what, do I tell somebody that's like this? I got a scripture for you. Why? Because you're so involved in his word that when it comes necessary, his word will do the speaking for you. Your job as the mailman or the messenger is to say, here you go. Here's a letter delivered from God. God bless you. But most importantly, we are to apply it. To apply the word. Because there's only one true word, and it's found right here in the Bible. Now, if you get your word from somewhere else, it's completely wrong. Because if it is not in this word, it is not the true word. I'm coming to an end soon. Paul charges Timothy. He says, for them to be ran. And you may find this maybe somebody's watching they're like i feel a little angry I feel like he's talking to me i'm not talking to you it's the lord and the word of god does say that the lord chastens those who he loves i'm here to give you the word and whatever part of the word applies to your life you apply it because second timothy in a different version says this For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But they will have itching ears that they will accumulate for themselves. Listen to this. Teachers to suit their own passions. That's a different translation. Sorry, first lady. I want you to think, just stop, okay? I want you just to take a moment back. The word of God is saying that in the end times, people will just go to people who tell them what they want to hear. Why? Because it's better. There's no conviction in the process. There's no life change. So I'm going to go find somebody, somebody well-respected in the world, Brother Joseph, that's educated, respected, and that says, you're good. Keep on doing what you're doing. You're fine. Keep on doing. Keep on pursuing your passion. That's the same lie that, he, that the devil told Eve. He'd give her everything. You would know everything that got like God. You would know it all like God. Just eat from the tree. You'll learn. You'll be like God. And they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. myths, myths. And for you, always be sober-minded. Endure suffering do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. It's more than just taking today's message and saying, there's some things I got to change in my life. It's also saying that I need to preach the word of God. I need to be an example. God that lives. I don't need them to know that I'm just like them and I'll, and, and I'll be, you know, I can camouflage with them. I need them to know that Jesus lives in me and that when he comes into my life, change happens and it's a good change. Here's a promise I'll give to you. Luke 21, 28, first lady, if you could. I'm giving you all these scriptures today, but I'm giving them to you so you can 
You can go back to the video and write them down. They're super important to the end times. 2128 of Luke. Look what the word says. Now, when these things happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Hallelujah. You love that promise? I love that promise. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. You gave me some redemption because if it was up to me, I'd be the worst person out there right now. I guarantee you that right now. I would not have anybody. I would be lonely and I would probably be dying of some disease. But there was a God that saved me. Hallelujah. There was a God that picked me out of the message, all that stuff that was in there. And he said, there's a lot of bad apples here, but I'm going to choose this one. He is my son. Because I can trust him that when the word of God needs to be preached, he's not going to put his own emotion in. He's not going to put his own opinion in. He's going to preach my word unfiltered as the word of God has declared. This is why I believe his redemption draws near. We are in the last times. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Make up, my, make up your decision. Joshua did. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Amongst all the people that were there, he said, you guys can keep being you guys. You can keep doing what you're doing. I know there's a, I'm outnumbered by a million to one. But as for me and my house, you will know us as a house that serves the Lord. Jubilee will be a house that serves the Lord, unfiltered. It will be as raw as you get it, because that is as raw as it comes from the word. I, I don't want to be ever, ever these, these people that the word of God talks about that, that changes the word. And the word is good already in itself. It doesn't need our help. The word is good. Just like I read about Revelation, there is a, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believing in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a promise. And that's in the same word. Could it be that God disciplines those he loves? Yes. And he still loves us at the same time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Verse 17 of John 3, 16, 17 says, you don't have to put it up there. I just want to read it to you. For God, did, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Someone needs to read their Bible. If you think God is here to condemn you, you're completely wrong. Because Satan and sin will do that for you. But he says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him would be saved. This is why as long as you are breathing, you have a chance. As long as you are still remaining in Christ, you have a chance. But don't step out to the lukewarm water. Hallelujah. Don't step into any lukewarm water either. Step into the cold or the warm water. I mean the hot water. Whatever you want to say that you want to be. But be something. But let it be in Christ. As long as you have a breath, you have a fighting chance. The reason that this message has to come forth, okay, is because right now the devil is in a race. And right now, the devil has not only taken captive people that don't know the Lord, coming into our territory saying, how many more players can I get? How many more head coaches in the word of God can I pull off to go commit suicide? 
How many more star players that have such a great anointing can I bring down to the knees where they turn from God? How many more churches can I close down? I'll do it through discouragement. I'll make the people come, their own people come against them. I'll get their own people to criticize them, to put them in so much that they can't handle it. Then I will lie to them and say it's better to take their life. This is the world we live in. This is the, I, I, can't, I can't be anything that God has not created me to be. I can't sit here. I'm not going to sit here. I won't lie to you. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear just because you want to hear it. But I promise you what I tell you will come with love so that you will change your ways. Sometimes it's hard to see that, cousin. It's not until you're in those moments when God has purged you that you say, I thank God for the beatings I took. I thank God for somebody. No, I didn't want to hear what they had to say. I still listened. And just when I thought it was over, God steps in and says, I was the reason why that was happening, to draw you to me. The devil's playing in our court now, times. But I encourage you, and I wish someone would raise up today that leave from this place and say, I'm going to show God that I love him. Not just say it, but I'm going to change my life. Because heaven sounds so much better than hell. It sounds so much better to say heaven than say hell. Because if you're lukewarm, he's going to spit you out. You can't serve God and still say that I have a that God doesn't provide and I have needs, then you're not really changed. Let us stand.